Detailing.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now at nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thank you so much for joining us on AM 1420, The Answer. I want to pivot back now to what we started the program with. The monologue included a lot of audio from Rudy Giuliani yesterday, from Sidney Powell yesterday, from Jenna Ellis yesterday, and then, disturbingly, from Tucker Carlson yesterday. As the president's legal team tries to just update the public on what they are doing, they have been blasted by the Washington Post and the New York Times, every one of the Alphabet Networks. You expected that, but you didn't expect it from Fox News and Tucker Carlson for not presenting the full case that they have to a bunch of partial biased jurors in a press conference, as opposed to presenting it to impartial jurors and a judge in a court of law. Joining me now to talk about that, and yes, the economy, because he is the economic advisor or an economic advisor for President Trump, Steve Moore, back on AM 1420, The Answer, here in Cleveland. Steve, good to have you. How are you, sir? Uh, Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. I do want to talk about the economy with you. It's bounced back under President Trump, what it holds for the future if there is to be a President Biden, but... I would be remiss if I didn't ask you as a loyal member of Team Trump for your response to where we are now and what has happened. The media, you know, we knew and expected the legacy media, the mainstream media to do what they have done to the Trump legal team. You don't expect that sort of thing from people who are supposed to be more open minded, people like Tucker Carlson and Fox News, but they cannot seem to find a friend anywhere in the media uh, <laughs> as it pertains as it pertains to this legal challenge of what I believe to be obvious voter and election fraud, Steve? Well, first of all, I have to say, I watched some of the press conference yesterday, which I thought was a virtuoso performance uh, by the the three of the legal counsel for the president, uh, led by Rudy Giuliani. Um, mm-hmm. But I did. I have to confess, I didn't see what Tucker said last night, so I can't comment on that. But uh, I, I, let me put it like this. Uh, the evidence is pretty clear to me. Uh, and I, look, People can make up their own decisions and their own minds about this thing. But I've, I've reviewed a lot of the evidence. It's pretty clear that this election um, appears to be, have been stolen um, in, in four or five states. The question really is whether you can prove it. You know, I come from uh, Chicago. I hail from Chicago. We, we perfected uh, stealing elections uh, 40, 50, 60 years ago. 
And it's hard to do. You know, that the problem I think Trump faces in his campaign is a lot of these improprieties that happened in the mail-in ba- uh, balloting and, and some of the things that happened election night. You've got to you've got to prevent them from happening in the first place because the problem I think the president has once a once a ballot is is counted, it's very difficult to get it not counted. Uh, and so we'll see. But uh, look, I, I love this president. I, one of my frustrations is there's absolutely zero doubt in my mind that if the election had been held a week after it was held or today, that Trump would be elected. There's no question. I think they're seeing widespread you know, uh, voter remorse. Uh, we didn't know that we were going to get this incredible vaccine that is going to save hundreds and hundreds of thousands of lives. And we didn't know that the, well, we had an inkling of it, but, you know, we keep getting this great news on the economy. And those two things, I think, would have propelled Trump uh, over the top. This is the president who has been absolutely fantastic in terms of his handling the U.S. economy. And what happened is a lot of people were just, they didn't like Trump's debate performance. The first one I thought was really lousy, and I think the American people were turned off by it. The problem was people then voted by mail before the second debate. And don't, Did you watch the second debate? Of course. Yeah. Trump, I mean, uh, Trump was, I mean, it was one of the most lopsided debates I've ever seen. And Trump just mopped, uh, mopped up the floor with Biden in that debate. But a lot of people have already voted. So, we, you know, I don't yeah. know if we're going to be able to change this year's election outcome, but we cannot continue to go forward with such a fraud-ridden um, election system. And I do get annoyed. I know I got a lot, but I do get annoyed when I, I read like this headline from the Washington Post the other day. This was the, one of the cleanest elections ever in American history. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah, I mean, countless numbers of cases where Republican poll watchers were not allowed to watch the count. Uh, extraordinary numbers of cases where signatures were not matched and they were ordered not to match. You've got you've got sworn affidavits under penalty of perjury from poll watchers, or excuse me, from uh, election workers who were told to backdate. Uh, absentee ballots to make sure that they were dated with uh, with a date that uh, was before the, the election yeah. on November 3rd, yeah, yeah. rather than coming in yeah. the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. All of these things yeah. are out there for anybody to claim, whether Trump won or not, that this was clean and scandal-free and irregularity-free. They're just lying to, to themselves and anybody that's listening. Because they, you know, the, you know, the thing that really frustrates me, because I think this is the most unfairly treated president in history. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it, the, oh, it's gosh, it's not even close. Has taken. And, and so, you know, I lived for the first two years of the Trump presidency. I was the one conservative on CNN. I mean, I would go on CNN and be like six against one. You know, I was the one, the punching bag. You know, I was the panada. And they just every single night for two years, every single night, all they talked about was the Russia collusion story. Remember that one? The Russia collusion story. Every single sure. night, twenty almost 24 hours a day. And it turned out to be the biggest hoax in American politics. These people tried to, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer tried to impeach Donald Trump, a lawfully elected president. And then they say, how dare Donald Trump, you know, not concede the election? They haven't, they still haven't conceded the 2016 election. Well, you're a thousand percent right. And you know what else frustrates me, too? I pulled this up again because I saved the photo of the front page of the Washington Post um, from uh, January 20th of 2017 on Inauguration Day. Do you remember what that headline said, Steve Moore? Oh, I remember Inauguration Day. Absolutely. 
The, the, the Washington Post headline that day said yeah. the impeachment of Donald Trump has begun. The day he was elected, right. they said the impeachment is now underway because they did yeah. not. Uh, Steve, are you I still have there? to get that. I, I, I'm glad you. I kind of vaguely remember that. I, I'm going to dig that up because you know it's it's, it's it's such clear evidence. They had their knives out for Trump. It, but the incredible thing about Donald Trump, the thing that makes him one of I think our ten greatest presidents ever is that he was able to accomplish the amazing things he did in terms of foreign policy, bringing peace in the Middle East, you know, the uh, the incredible economic uh, thunderbolt that we had in this. He bridged up the economy twice from the Obama wreckage, and then after the, uh, you know, after the COVID hit, he's rebuilt the economy. You know, he's done amazing things for minorities, the, the lowest unemployment rate, lowest poverty rate for Hispanics and blacks ever in the history of this country. I mean, I could go on and on. And the amazing thing, he did it without any help from the Democrats. None. They voted against everything Trump tried to do. In fact, they didn't just—they didn't just vote against it. They sabotaged it. Yeah, they, they did absolutely that. And Steve, since you pivoted to the economy, let's do that. Um, you know, the indicator. This is what blows me away: that people want want me to believe that four million more people voted for Joe Biden in the midst of this economic recovery during a pandemic that is still ongoing. This isn't a post-pandemic recovery. This is It's still going on, and the, the foundation upon which this economy was built was so strong that even while it continues, the pandemic, the recovery was, was well underway. Amazing. Now, I want it's you to amazing. tell me, as an economic expert, what do you predict, Steve Moore, if Joe Biden follows through with his campaign promise, if he takes office, and and orders or con- consults with and tries to convince 50 governors to shut their states down, to quote-unquote shut down the virus? What will it do to us? So let me just brag on uh, Trump for a minute, because I was really honored with the honor of my life was helping you know uh, him as an economic advisor with Larry Kudlow and others. And, you know, Trump... In, it's been um, in five months, five to six months, he has brought the unemployment rate down from like 15 percent, you know, when we got clobbered by the by this virus, this once in a half century pandemic. He brought it down from 15 percent down to 6.9 percent in five months. Now, here's the amazing thing about that. You know how long it took Obama and Biden to get the unemployment rate down below 7 percent? Not five and six years, five and six months, five and six years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Trump did it. In, in months, what it takes years for, for Obama to do. And that is an incredible accomplishment. I mean, you know, every single expert, the Congressional Budget Office, the Federal Reserve Bank, every expert on, on uh, Wall Street said that by today we would have an unemployment rate of 10, 11, 12 percent. We don't have 10, 11, 12 percent unemployment rate. We have 6.9. And by the way, it's probably going to go down in the next month, too. The only, By the way, if we had any support from the Democratic governors, the, the national unemployment rate would have probably been less than 6%. Uh, it's ama- Again, there's another example. All the Democratic governors are totally sabotaging the Trump recovery. They're sh- As we speak, Democratic governors are shutting down their economies again. Uh, you're a thousand percent right, Steve. And I want to circle back now to kind of complete the circle, rather, of this conversation. One of the first things that, that, that you uh, talked about. Uh, with respect to the uh, the the economy and and uh, uh, if the election had been held one week later, you talked about how because of the economy and the the uh, vaccine being prepared, that people would have said, "I'm voting for Trump." Do you think that it was intentional 
that both Pfizer and Moderna waited until a week and a half after the election to say, by the way, we're going to have these vaccines ready next month. Trump said that it would be ready by the end of the year, and he was laughed at, mocked, and called a liar by even his own team, like Dr. Fauci, who said, no, vaccines won't be available until mid to late 2021. He insisted it would be ready by the end of the year, and he was right. Do you think they held their announcements like that simply to sabotage him? Well, just one kind of personal story. I was in the Oval Office with the president um, about two months ago. I think it was uh, late September, early October. And I remember Trump was talking about, um, you know, that uh, we were having this vaccine at the end of the year. And I have to confess, I kind of rolled my eyes. I like, there's Donald J. Trump, you know, exaggerating again. But, my God, he did it. <laughs> so even I was a skeptic that he could do that. I mean, Operation Warp Speed is one of the great miracles. But those, com- but those, companies, those companies wouldn't have been skeptical. They knew what yeah, track so, they were so, on, Moderna yeah. and Pfizer, and they didn't say, no, the president exactly. didn't come out and right. say, we have, we'll have this ready in December before the yeah. election. They waited until a week and a half after the election to say, yeah, we're going to have this ready in December. Yeah. We proved Trump so, right, think, but right. too late for the, the election. The story there is that um, did they know about these, did, did Pfizer uh, know about the fact that they had, uh, had these incredible results from the trials? Absolutely, yes, they did. Uh, did they uh, withhold the information until after the election? Yes, they did. Now, are they sinister for doing it? No. If I had been the CEO of Pfizer, I would have been, done the same thing. And here's the reason why. Because we know what the media would have said if two weeks before the election, Pfizer had made that announcement, right? Oh, my gosh, we can't. This is just political, blah, 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 blah. You know, so they did it for their own, you know, because they wanted to uh, make sure that people didn't think it was political because all the media, you know, look, listen to what Biden. I don't know what Kendall the difference Harris. is. I'm calling we it political now that they held it. It was well, that's true. But but the point is that this is because Biden and and and, uh, and, uh, and what's her name? Kamala. They were running around saying, oh, you can't trust the, uh, the any any. Remember, they said this. You can't trust any vaccine that comes out under Donald Trump. Yeah, that's right. They did say that. Even Joe Biden said he would be hesitant to take the vaccine if it was uh, right. something that was under Donald Trump. You're right. But again, so that's where company, that's where the companies yeah. themselves, the pharmaceutical companies themselves could have said, we are testing this, not Donald Trump. We would be administering it, not Donald Trump. And we are the ones who are telling you it'll be ready and it'll be safe in December. They could have said that and said this has nothing they to do with any politician. This is where we yeah, are. I, and yeah, and I feel like it was political for them to hold withhold it. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, you're uh, right. By delaying, it was political, too. I'm just saying that, you know, is, is the companies did it because they I think they were worried that it would undermine the legitimacy of, of the of the vaccines if it come up yeah. before the election. But, you know, this is really amazing. It usually takes three, four, five years to develop a vaccine. And Trump, Trump did this. It was Operation Warp Speed. And Operation yep. Warp Speed wasn't really a government program. It was just getting the government the hell out of the way, right? That's what Trump did so well. He got the government out of the way. And he said, look, let's get rid of these regulations, the rules, the FDA, you know, requirements, and go, 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 go. Bingo. Done. And, 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 you know, and, and then it's the magic of the private sector and our capitalist free market system that a vaccine like this was produced here in the United States. Well, that's just a mi- that's a microcosm of the of the entire economy. He got, he deregulated exactly. everything and let business take exactly. over, let the private enterprise, let the free market rule, and that's exactly what has happened and why so many companies have grown uh, immensely and and created the great economy that we've had. Steve Moore, we're out of time. Uh, Trump economic advisor, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, sir. Uh, we'll talk to you Anytime. again. Take care. All have right, Steve Moore on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. It's ten twenty three, and before we take. The 
this time out, I want to remind you, I've been telling you for years about Kowalski Ford, but you know I never really tell you about prices on the cars. You want to know why that is? There's a good reason for it, because Regan knows that there are far too many commercials out there advertising deals that they cannot possibly live up to. $99 a month, $89 a month, $69 a month. They think you're stupid. They don't think they think you don't know that you're going to pay for the uh, savings that you're supposedly getting on the back end. Nothing is free in this world, and Kowalski Ford isn't going to try to tell you that it is. They tell you what the what kind of of a car that they can offer you. They're going to treat you like a family member. They're going to give you a great price that you can believe in, not one that you get you through the door and then said, oh, by the way, you have this cost, that cost, this cost, and that cost added on to the one that we advertised on television or on the radio. You want to be treated like you're smart. You want to be treated like an adult. You want to be treated like a member of the family. You check out Kowalski Ford and Avon Lake on Lake Road, one mile west of Route 83. That's Kowalski Ford. Just get there. Okay, 1027, let's get a couple of phone calls in here. We'll go to uh, Bob in Medina on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Bob. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, just uh, I'll go as quickly as I can. Regarding the uh, mass, the uh, Citizens for Free Speech, um, yes, sir. it's awesome. You know, uh, I go in, and if they, um, like, say, Walmart or another store like that, and they go, do you have a mask? I go, here's my mask, and I show it. And then if they want to take a closer look, I start walking toward them, and they go, no, 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 okay, I believe you, you know. So <laughs> so that so that, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing is Tucker Carlson. I, I couldn't believe it. And then when I, uh, you know, listened to you, you just confirmed what I heard. But I, I, I honestly, God, I, I just uh, couldn't believe, you know, what I was hearing from Tucker, you know, and a uh, big disappointment there. Uh, yeah, it was, because his as... goal was to discredit her. His goal was yeah. to discredit her, and that's that's yeah. just wrong. If he'd have said, look, I have no problem with him reporting the facts. If he'd have said, we reached out to Sidney Powell asking for her to come on and present evidence of what her claims are, and she declined, that would be fine, but follow it up with... Then Trump attorney Jenna Ellis said, we are not going to present our evidence to the media. We are only going to save it for a court of law where impartial judges and jurors can hear it. That's all he had to do, and we're fine. But instead, he left it hanging out there like she's got something to hide. She's a fraud. She's alleging something she can't prove. And that's just, I mean, that's a CNN tactic, and it happened from Tucker Carlson, of all people. Yeah. And one more thing, real quick, about uh, the um, um, news uh, OAN that you um, that you endorsed. Yeah. Uh, just for the uh, listeners out there, right? I um, I don't have the dish or nothing like that, but I am an Amazon Prime user. Okay, so uh, they offer the first month for free. You know, all you got to do is get the you know app, you know, download it, and so on. And it's five ninety nine a month, and I think it's worth it. Okay, and that's all I got to say. I appreciate about. I appreciate the heads up. Thank you, my friend. Okay. I appreciate the phone call. God bless. Uh, we'll take a time yeah, out of the news. Right back to your calls. You. We're guest free. Th- okay. Thank you, sir. Likewise. Bye, bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, bye. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back after the news. Seventy six Empire. There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. 
Yes, indeed, 1034, 26 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you in this broadcast. The last half hour here is yours, 216-901-0945. Dial it now, we'll get you on the radio, 888-281-1110, we'll get you here too. I am back to promoting social media because I have gotten onto censorship-free social media, free speech social media by way of Parler. Uh, P-A-R-L-E-R, download that app. It's the number one downloaded app in America, has been for the last week and a half, as more and more conservatives find their way away from the far-left minefields of Twitter and Facebook to Parler. You can find me there at uh, France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, France Radio, all together, one word, no spaces and no underscores. Parler, you can message me there. And I will read uh, where the uh, par- what do they call them? They call them uh, Parleys, I think? Parleys? Yeah. Parlay, I guess. Okay. Par- they, they call them parlays. You know, the parlay is the equivalent of a tweet in the Twitter world. So uh, you can send me a parlay. It's, it takes some getting used to. But you can send me a parlay, and I will indeed uh, read the good ones on the radio. On the radio. All right, let's go to the phones now. 216-901-0945. James in Lorraine County. Hi, James. Go right ahead. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I'm not sure what it's called, but... Uh... I think Tucker Carlson's a very discerning individual, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed to hear it, too. But uh, I think maybe uh, if he got Jenna Ellis on his show and did some debating, he's uh, somebody that promotes debate, you know, lively debate, like yourself. And uh, I also have a comment for, for uh, readers, woke teenagers, if you will. I'd sure. Like to promote a book. Yeah, it's a short book, easy read. It's called. Uh, it's by Eric Blair. Uh, most people know him as his uh, writer's name, or his uh, his name is. Uh, uh, okay, it doesn't matter what his name is. Let's just get to, to get to the point of the of the book. Why do you want to send this to the teenagers? What is it? Well, this is this would be an easy read book for them. It's called Animal Farm, and it's by oh, George okay. Orwell, and uh, it's it's a kind of a. a Enlightening book for these for woke teenagers. Yeah, well, and anybody uh, else? Yeah, I think every every it used to be that every teenager would read that in in uh, high school uh, uh, social studies classes or history classes. I did. I had that book in high school, and then then again in college. So I agree with you. It is uh, it is you know it's an important book, as important as 1984. If people really want, and thank you for the phone call, James. I appreciate it. If you, people really want to uh, have a, an understanding of what is coming our way, the path on which we have been set by social justice America, by racial justice America in their minds, uh, and by uh, enviro justice America, and on down the line, uh, yeah, uh, read one of these dystopian novels where it literally talks about uh you know uh the the socialist aspect of of uh, society if if the government runs the show if the and it's this is a very general statement i'm not going to quote for you the plot of animal farm which is uh everybody should know if you've read that book but if we're not careful and we don't i'll tell you what i'll be as generic as i can possibly be i'll i'll go with a cliched line that you've heard a million times on talk radio those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it those who forget reading these prescient books and they really are these prescient books like 1984 and animal farm um really are alerts they're kind of you know sounding the alarm of what's going to happen if the people willingly 
uh, allow the government to overtake their liberty and to replace their liberty with governmental, um, how do we want to phrase it, uh, governmental distribution of goods. I, you know, I did a story on this two days ago, not a story, but I gave an impassioned um, analysis, an impassioned analysis of the socialist nature of Jonestown. And we all remember, because two days ago was the anniversary November 18th, excuse me, was the anniversary, November 18th, 1978, of when um, Jim Jones uh, committed the mass murder slash suicide of over 900 people in, in Guyana. People think of Jim's Jones and the People's Temple as just a religious cult. They were not just a religious cult. They were a full-on experiment in socialism. They made everybody turn in all of their worldly goods. They gave everything. Their homes were signed over. Their money was signed over. Everything they had was signed over to Jim Jones in his leadership circle. And then they were going to provide everything equally to everyone, no matter how much you contributed to the pot. That's the nature of socialism. That's the nature of government control. Give all to the government and expect them to hand everything out equally. Except what you find out in a book like Animal Farm is, yeah, well, not exactly equally. Some animals, the most famous line from the book goes, are more equal than others. In other words, those in power will always, the elites will always take advantage of those uh, you know, who are the plebes, those who are just you know, the serfs who are <clears throat> under the control of those in power. And they will decide how much you get and how much they get and a little bit extra. So sorry about that. I get off on a tangent from time to time. We can go into 1984. We can go to Animal Farm. And I've told you before on Wednesday, and I would tell you again, study the socialist nature of the People's Temple of uh, Jim Jones and uh, what led to the uh, mass murder and suicide in 1978. It's not just a religious cult, friends. It is truly an exercise, a failed exercise in socialism. Okay, uh, BJ is next. AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, BJ, go ahead. Thank you. Tolerance and acceptance and white American socialism. It's the white people in this country that are bringing us down. No matter what we say, we're the major population. And the socialists and the people that are turning on CNN and Fox and all these other stations. The real question is, those who are on your side of the fence, what are you going to do about it? How much are you going to tolerate? And when they shut you up, are you going to be shut up? And you are being shut up. We see that on Fox News. They're changing their tune. So if this disease is going to grow, it is the American people that are losing their country. It's not any outside source. It's not anything else but ourselves. And if we're going to tolerate this with no resistance, and I mean physical resistance, then there is no more America. And you're going to have to wake up to that reality. If you're not willing to fight for your country, then tear down all those crosses and so-called stars of David in the national cemeteries because those boys died for a useless cause. And it offends me as a medic that saw a lot of boys die in Korea. Thank you for your time. Thank you, BJ. I appreciate it. And uh, I fear you may be right. I don't want that to be the case. But if it needs to be the case, I hope that the courage and the resolution uh, that people who believe in liberty and uh, what this country is founded upon are indeed willing to do what's necessary. I hope that never happens. Sally is in Berea on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Sally. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. I am very concerned about the Senate runoff elections in Georgia 
and would like to know if that Dominion fraudulent company would be the ones counting it because the Republicans better be watching that election like a hawk because we can't be losing the Senate. Well, um, I fear that both of those things are real, um, that Dominion software is going to be used because it's the same counting software they used for the general election. And guess what they just did? They just did a hand recount and announced yesterday, hand recount confirms Joe Biden won. So they're going to say there was obviously nothing wrong with the counting software because it was the same way as when you counted it by hand. And it was meaningless. The recount was meaningless. It was meaningless. Yes, it was. As as Rudy Giuliani explained yesterday, there are hundreds of thousands of of ballots that are being counted whose signatures were not matched to those on the voter rolls, which means those ballots must be discarded. So as he pointed out, just recounting fraudulent votes isn't going to change the vote totals. It's just going to be counting them again. They have to count them with the illegal votes removed. So they are going to use Dominion again. And here's something else you should be aware of, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news on this, Sally, but uh, the uh, government of Georgia, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, they are about to order a lockdown. And if they order a lockdown that extends to January 5th, when that when that runoff is going to be held, I'm assuming that the same thing happened in the general election will happen, that Democrats will demand to be able to mail in their vote in the runoff as well, and then we come up with the same problem of the the irregularities and the inability to confirm that people who are mailing in votes are who they say they are and that they're eligible voters. So it is going to be a very difficult thing for the Republicans to oversee all of this and ensure that, uh, that a fair election is held. And the poll watchers better stand up for their rights and say, I'm going to inspect it right by, you know, stand right by the uh, ballot to to inspect it and not let people distance them. Which is illegal. Well, there, there are, there are thousands of Democrats who are descending on Georgia to try to get this lunatic pastor, Raphael Warnock, who said we need to stop worshiping or repent for our worshiping of whiteness. Uh, he, he's just a lunatic. Uh, they're, they're coming there to support, uh, uh, these, these Democrats and they're going to try to commit fraud by also fake registering for residency, you know, claiming they're moving to Georgia so that they, and all you have to do is be there for 30 days before an election and you can, uh, you can do it. So if they get their reg- their uh, residency established by December, I think it's the 7th, then they can vote in this. So Democrats are going, you know, all in on this for all the reasons that we both know. And I hope the Republicans are committed to the very same. And that doesn't mean going there to cheat, but to being on guard and stopping that cheating from taking place. How appropriate is December? <clears throat> I'm sorry, Sally. I apologize. I'm going to get to some other people here. We'll go to uh, Westlake next. Tim, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Tim. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. I think the election shows a surgical attempt by the deep state to remove Trump. And I think that Tucker um, needs more to make his producers uh, go along with the whole issue. And so he's mad at Sydney for not allowing him, allowing him to help by not uh, talking to him about it. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Uh, like I said, he could have presented that story last night that Sidney Powell has not returned his calls or texts 
or uh, provided the evidence that they have requested. He could have gone about that a different way and said, you know, we really want to aid and assist her. If she's got evidence, we want to present it. Uh, but she didn't return it. In fact, got angry and told us to stop bothering her. He made it look like she was trying to hide something I know, or cover I, up know, the fact that she has no evidence. And that's just, you know, I, I don't care what his excuse is. That's CNN-like tactics. He could very guy, well have guy, said what Jenna like Powell him. said after the fact. <clears throat> a guy like him's got to have a lot of ego to be where he's at, and I think it, I think it really burned him that he couldn't get involved. He couldn't be part of it. Yeah, you know, I can see some of that. <clears throat> I can. Maybe it is. Maybe it is a lot of ego. Maybe he's just, how dare she not respond to me? I have the yeah. highest rated cable show in the industry and the highest rated Fox has had in 20 years and all that stuff. Maybe. But um, he, he did help. himself he no favors. can really help. I, I agree. All right, my friend. Thank you, Tim, for the phone call. Appreciate that. We'll go to Brexville next. And that's uh, Jerry on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jerry. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. First thing I want you to know, I'm really disappointed with this election. But I think Donald Trump made a mistake because he didn't realize how deep that damn swamp was. When you got guys like Kasich and Romney and Obama and all these people contributing to that deep swamp, he didn't have a chance. Then I think another reason they kept uh, Biden and Pantsuit Harris out of the limelight, they knew damn well they had this election fixed right from the beginning. And now the plane dealer comes out in the paper this morning and says Biden had a historic $80 million, 80 million votes. That's, that's wrong. 80 million corrupt votes, in my opinion. So, and then yesterday you mentioned that lady that her uh, children were going to be uh, uh, bothered by the black kids in school because she didn't certify or she did certify. Yeah, up in Wayne that's County, enough. Michigan. Yeah, that's enough to to, to arrest her. She's got to be a, a socialist, communist, terrorist, or whatever you want to call them. We we've got to we've got the white people have got to stand up, just like that gentleman said before. We are taking a beating, and this Biden's going to open that gate to those borders. And is he going to tear down the wall or not? I don't know. I haven't heard anything on that. But yeah, he's well, the biggest crook there ever was. Well, he's right up there with them. I think his former boss was one of them. And I think his vice president, uh, uh, you know, candidate, I'll still call her that, is one of them as well. Thank you for the phone call, my friend. I appreciate it, Jerry. To the first part of what you said, you said you think Trump was hurt by, uh, you know, all of these different things that, that they did. I don't, I, you know, and that he, he didn't, he didn't really truly understand how deep the deep swamp, deep state was. If you believe Sidney Powell and the, and Rudy Giuliani and the team, that would not be true because they're saying he won by a large margin and it's only the illegal theft of votes that stopped him. And I'll give you an example of this because, and these examples are all over the place on CNN's live television broadcast on election night. For example, I'm looking at one of them right now. Examples of the computers manipulating and stealing votes from Trump and giving them to Biden are available all over the place. And these aren't made up, fabricated, concocted videos. This is a picture, these are videos rather, of a television screen playing CNN, okay, on the night of the election. And the one I'm looking at, because it wasn't just Trump that they stole votes from with this Dominion software. These, this software and these algorithms were to impact many races. 
One of them was the race for Kentucky governor. Matt Bevin was a very popular Republican governor in Kentucky. He was facing a challenge from Andy Bashir, And because of various things that we have talked about, look at this. I'm looking at a video now, and I wish I could play it for you. It just wouldn't do any good because it's video that you need to see. But on the CNN screen, they show on their main part of the screen the up-to-date voting totals um, uh, you know, in, as they counted him on uh, on uh, November third, of Andy Bashir and of Matt Bevan, and one minute they show Andy Bashir with six hundred seventy three thousand nine hundred forty eight votes, and Bevan with six hundred sixty two thousand two hundred thirty eight two hundred thirty five vote, votes rather right. Literally seconds later. They flash the update, right? More votes are coming in, so both of them should gain in votes, right? But instead, what you see is Andy Bashir going from 673-948 to 674-508. So he gained as more votes were counted. But somehow Matt Bevin lost votes. He went from 662-235 down to 661-675. And if that's not insane enough, how can somebody actually lose votes the more they count? If that's not insane enough, guess what else? The exact number of votes that Bevin lost in the CNN update total is the exact number of votes that Bashir gained. To the letter. To the number, rather. How is that possible for them to update the vote totals seconds after giving us another update and one of them went up, the other one went down by the exact same amount? Examples of computer fraud are out there in front of our very eyes. These election counters, these vote counting, the vote counting software that was used here to flip votes from one candidate to another is exactly what Sidney Powell described. And it's available on television. Same thing with the presidential uh, vote count. CNN updating the vote totals in Pennsylvania. Literally seconds apart, Trump has 20,000 fewer votes than he had seconds earlier. How can, as vote totals increase, the more they count, somebody actually lose votes? It's, It's, look, it's just not possible. Violates the laws of physics, mathematics, uh, everything. He didn't lose the election. If he loses the election, it will have been stolen from him. We'll be right back. All right, friends, Bob France here once again for my friend Mark King. He's going to be your friend, too. Why? Because Mark is going to help you choose the right Medicare plan. If you're a senior and you're already enrolled, or if you, maybe you're 65 and enrolling in Medicare for the first time, the annual enrollment period is here, and you're going to need some guidance because there's a lot of marketing commercials out there telling you which companies to buy your policy from. Uh, as a matter of fact, they may be even calling you, and that's prohibited unless you request a phone call. Mark King isn't going to do that to you. What Mark is going to do is wait for you to call him at 440-832-8936. And then he's going to give you all of the information you need about the new changes to Medicare, the new options available to you, and he's going to help you make the right choice for your needs. And you know you can trust him because he's not going to push you to one company because he gets a cut. 
Mark represents all the major companies, providers of Medicare insurance. That means he will help you find the right plan to fit your needs regardless of company. That's what trust is built upon. And I'm telling you, I trust Mark King, and you can too. Schedule a consultation with Mark. You'll see what I mean. He loves to listen. He'll talk to you. He'll listen to you. You'll figure it out together. 440-832-8936. Online, find information at keepingmedicaresimple.com. But call 440-832-8936. Mark says we're all growing old together. Let's help one another as we do. He means it. 440-832-8936. And online at keepinginfo.com. Okay, 10.56, time for a couple more before the uh, end of the broadcast and the end of the week, as a matter of fact. Hope you've got a good weekend planned. Just make sure you follow uh, Uncle Mike's orders uh, as to where you can go and when you can go there and how late you can stay. Amy and Hudson on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Amy, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Good morning. I believe it is time for civil disobedience, and what I mean by that is, and this is what I wanted to do. I came down with a cold, so I cannot. However... Uh, I would, I will eventually go to the center of my city to read the Bible at 10.30 to 11 o'clock, not wearing a mask. And if others come with me, that would be a constitutional right to assemble. It would be the constitutional right to exercise my religion. That's all I have to say. Well, I appreciate that, and you know, and thank you for the phone call. It is a constitutional right to practice your religion as you say fit. It, this is, of all of the indignities that we are suffering as a result of, A, the pandemic, and B, the response to the pandemic, the attack on churches and the attack on religious liberty may be the worst, and there are a lot of them. But seriously, telling people they cannot sing and raise their voice unto the Lord, telling them they cannot gather with fellow worshipers, families and so forth uh, uh, in their churches, telling them that they cannot literally practice the religion that is, uh, that is guaranteed them, the religious liberty that is guaranteed them by the Constitution is, uh, is, is beyond the pale, quite frankly, and I agree with you, Amy. Thank you. Uh, let's go to John and Chardon next. Hey, John, go ahead. Hey, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Tucker Carlson acknowledges his mistake tonight and apologizes. That's number one. Number two, regarding AOC, who's taken so. the, huh? You don't think so? Well, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm sorry, I happens. don't think so. No, no. I think he feels. I think he feels like he did the right thing and said the right thing. I don't think. I think he'll double down. If anything, he'll he'll respond to his critics more than he will, uh, you know, be uh, tuck his tail between his legs. Uh, what was your last thought there, John? Go ahead. Uh, regarding AOC, who is uh, who is the IQ of a kumquat per Ben Shapiro. Her making a list of Trump supporters to persecute, I say, put me on the list. Yeah, well, you know, that's something that I, and thanks for the call, my friend. I asked Peter Kirsten now that, no, I'm sorry, I asked Dr. Everett Piper that yesterday, sorry. I said, is it a badge of honor to be included on AOC's list? And I think it really is. I kind of feel the same way. Put me on the list and bring it. Hit me with your best shot. I'm ready for you. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of the show today. Have a great weekend. Be safe and be